Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. Hey, John. Why do we even need salespeople? If they can buy on your site, see your pricing, see your competitors. Yeah, we just fire the wholesale staff and save money today, right? Yeah. I don't think that's the answer. I disagree too. The goal of the inbound sales methodology is for the salespeople to become the buyer's Yoda, right? Okay. The salesperson has to position themselves as a trusted advisor. Okay. What does that look like? John is our sales rep, not you, John, our other John, John, the marketer. He's our sales rep. And when he brings people on to the podcast to share their stories, not only is he building rapport and creating a relationship with that person, but he's also positioning himself as a trusted advisor, right? Because now he's like, Hey, yeah, look, yeah, this is stuff we do. And yeah, check it out. This is a cool podcast you do, right? And that then sparks questions. People say, well, what all do you guys do? And he doesn't say, here's the hundred things we do. He says, oh, here's a couple of the things we do. You know, if there's ever anything I can do to support you, let me know. And so in that, he didn't spill the beans and say all the things we do. He tries to personalize it, right? Well, here's what he didn't have to tell them everything that we're going to do because they're going to go research us anyway. You just need to tell them where to go look. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's, again, another benefit of having a website that is designed for the modern sales buyer's journey. Not only should you be adding a value as a trusted advisor, as a salesperson, but your website needs to be supporting those efforts. We've said it before, but your website is like a 24-7 sales rep online. Sales rep, sales floor. When your sales team is sleeping, your website should still be selling. It's a full-on demo. It can do everything. And especially now with all the other tech that you have, like live chat and, you know, even the, the what are they called? Bots, like the chat bots. Uh-huh. You have the chat bots. And the other thing you can do is you can schedule an appointment almost anywhere from their website. Mm-hmm. The salesperson, if they're a trusted advisor, I think it goes back to the fact that people buy from people and not businesses. A hundred percent. And so when they're doing that, when they become a leader in their space, when they anticipate the buyer's next move. When the buyer starts to trust that person, just like Luke trusted Yoda, right? All of a sudden, when you start to follow that methodology, you're going to become a sales, you know, maven. Is that the word? Maven? Maverick? Maven? Maverick? Maverick? I don't know. Let's call it a sales Yoda in no time. You're going to become someone that people are going to say, you need to go talk to John because John is a great resource as it pertains to growing your small business. He will not try to sell you anything. Well, and you know... When you think about an expert, I know some experts. They don't always try to sell me anything. In fact, most of the experts I talk to, like, you can't afford me, which is funny and fine. But I find it interesting that that's kind of how it works. Like, the expert is someone that they know so much, they're not afraid to give anything away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that to adapt this methodology, you have to start to understand why it's so important to understand and anticipate the buyer's needs, right? Because again, they've done so much research at this point, right? It's your job now as a sales rep or salesperson to start to really dig into who they are. Right. You kind of need to know who you're selling to more than anything. That's right. And that goes back to like this fundamental of branding as a whole, right? Like who's your demographic? Who's your customer persona? I've told people before, they're like, I want my website to look like X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, cool. Who are you appealing to? And they'll tell me. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, let's pull up all the websites that you think that they shop at. And I do. And I think we've talked about this before. But when they start to look at the commonalities between the websites that their customer would shop at, they go, oh, I'm designing something that this person 
is not familiar with, they would not be attracted to. And that's a major issue. Yeah. I'm thinking, I can't think of the name of the software. I probably shouldn't say it anyway because I didn't end up using it. But (laughs) I remember a software that was really cool, but I never really got fully into it because one, I didn't know where to buy it. And yeah, that was a problem because yeah, I had like some kind of free trial license. And two, it just didn't work that great. And other things came out with really good apps, really good logos that I liked how they looked on my phone. And I bypassed probably great software for something that looked more trendy. That's right. That's just so interesting to me. Yeah. It blows my mind that I've done that myself and I do this, you know? Yeah. So you have to dig into who they are. What blogs they're reading? What websites do they go to? What social groups are they a part of? What, you know, memberships? What social media content are they posting? Well, because that also gives you more data of the cross-platform, the who you can partner with. That's right. And where you should spend and invest your time and money. We've talked about this with social media before on some of our social episodes, but... It applies to marketing too. Everywhere, right? Because it's like, if you're spending all of your time on TikTok, but the majority of your audience is corporate, you know, Fortune 500s that are spending their time on LinkedIn, there's an issue. You're not going to see the close rates or the conversion rates that you want. Right. And that's where we've talked about before. Either you're going after new audience in that platform or you're trying to do something even harder and that is convert your old audience to move to a platform with you. And you're going to have to have powerful content to do that. That's right. Really powerful. So I think once you start to know the things like where your people spend their time and what they talk about and they communicate and you really get to understand them, then there's that personalization component, right? Now, when you reach out to them, you can do it in a way that feels personal. I see that you uh, are a huge fan of golf. I actually have a membership at the such and such club. Would you like to meet up and you know go hit some balls? All of a sudden, I've given you an opportunity to go play at a club that maybe you've never played at, or maybe you don't mind going again for free, but it gave us an opportunity to connect on a common interest. And then we can evolve that into a business relationship, right? Same thing with our podcast. That's the thing we do at Beefy. Like Beefy's personalization thing is... Come tell your story. Come just tell us about yourself, you know? And some of those people will become customers and some will not. And that's okay. And that's fine. Some of them will walk away here with some great ideas that we gave them. And that's fine and great too. At the end of the day, as a salesperson, the goal is to build trust and authority. You want people to trust you as an advisor. That's, I'd say, you know, props to the team at Beefy. That's the thing we've done really well in this new office. And, you know, frankly, in this community that we've kind of, I guess, decided to start in in Tomball where we made roots yeah is that we've made sure that everything we've done has been resource first absolutely and the value in that is the majority of the business that we've seen come has been from from that alone people saying you need to go talk to John the marketer you need to go talk to Andrew you need to go see John you know in the podcast studio because they're going to give you tips regardless if you spend a dime with them right and that's something that i feel like a lot of sales teams and you know executives are afraid to do a hundred percent. I kind of hit on that earlier. Like being a, an expert's not afraid to give away because they got more knowledge. Yeah, it goes back to the Ritz Carlton thing I shared about in one of our other episodes. Go listen to one of the other episodes. It's there somewhere. I'm not going to do an old man story, but you know, so many brands are afraid to give all the answers away because of their fear is that their people are going to go do it themselves. Some will and some won't. The people that will do it themselves were not the right customer in the first place. They weren't going to be your customers anyway. Yeah. The people that say, thanks for that information, that's going to help me, right? It's just like the guy who printed every single beefy blog post and used it as a resource until he could afford to hire us, right? 
you have to be consistent in those efforts. The sales process is no longer about interrupting, pitching and closing and hoping that something's going to stick, right? You have really got to, at this point, leverage the methodology to listen, to diagnose, to prescribe the right solutions for this person's needs. I got you. Because, yeah, if they don't feel like you're listening to them, they're going to feel like you're just trying to push sales on them. And that part is the worst. When I, it is the worst. The two top industries, in my opinion, that still do this terribly is the automotive industry and the cell phone industry. It doesn't matter, especially if you're old or you don't know anything about technology. If you go into a phone store, you can almost count on being sold something you don't need. And that bothers me so much. Because if there was some more honesty there, sell the thing that the person needs. I think I brought this up before, but we tell that. I mean, you hear us talk about it all the time at, at Beefy. It's like people come in and say, well, I think I need social and SEO and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I don't want to sell you something that's not going to deliver an ROI. I want to sell you things that are going to make you happy. I want you to see your money at work. Yeah. That's right. Because once I do that, you're going to send me three more customers. And those three more customers are way more valuable than the extra two or $300 I could have gotten out of you. Right? It's not worth it. Because the two to $300 I would have gotten out of you would have resulted in no ROI. You talked before about the formula for how much each customer should cost you to sign. And yeah, like if you're running in that, you've got a solid number that I can discount this up to this much and be fine. And you have to think too that, you know, there's a statistic that John the marketer shares that I've heard a lot is it costs more to acquire a new customer than it does to keep an existing customer. And with that at mind, it's important, just as important as it is to getting new customers, it's important to protect your existing customers. Yeah, I guess it's time to say subscribe and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.